If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring 20s Podcast. Today, we have on the founders of Root Marketing Agency, Jenna and Rachel. We're so excited to have them. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here. Yes. Absolutely. This is going to be so fun. Someone connected us, and as soon as I like looked at your guys' stuff, I was like, oh, they'll be so helpful for our audience. <laughs> like you guys, your Instagram is amazing and you guys have built something so cool. And I can't wait to ask you so many questions because I feel like so many women in their 20s are starting their own businesses or they are their own business and marketing is so important. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So we're so excited to pick your brains. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about mentorship because that's also something that we look for in our 20s, a lot of us. And uh, Jenna and Rachel have an incredible mentor, Gina Poloni, who connected us and she'll be on the show in a couple of weeks. So we'll get into that as well. But before we get into all of that fun stuff, Jenna, Rachel, introduce yourself one by one and just tell us a little bit about each of you, who you are, where you're from and how old you are since it's Roaring 20s. All right. Well, I'm Jenna. I'm originally from New Jersey. We met down in school in Florida State. So that's kind of where our stories overlap. And I'm 23 years old and currently living outside of New York City in Hoboken, New Jersey. I'm Rachel. I'm the other half of Roots. Um, I'm actually from Florida and I moved to New York City three months ago to do our business. Oh my God. Yeah. So as you guys just said, you just parted we just got together and yeah. it's been great that's so funny the first year of the business like fully long distance yeah. like a long distance relationship Literally. like I was in New Jersey and she was in Florida business calls all oh we can absolutely relate to that yeah, yeah. we yeah. literally did opposite of each other yeah like, that's yeah so and funny. now we're finally together yeah and it's really fun. interesting being like in partnership with someone because like like you said like a business relationship is very similar to a romantic relationship yeah. but it is so interesting being long distance oh it definitely is. That's actually so funny that you said that because one time I introduced her as my partner. I was like, this is my partner, Rachel. And the person like actually thought we were a couple. Yeah, he right. said, they didn't know what to do. Together. And I was like, oh, like a year. And the girl next to me was like, they're not dating. I was like, oh, oh, I, 
no, like, no, we're not together. He's like, oh, but I they're so similar. They really are. And you have to treat it like a lot of the times the same way. Communication, right. like taking care of each other. It's yeah. all this kind of a way. When I was decorating um, in my old house, when I was decorating like the, the basement space, it was so funny because we had such great pictures together from photo shoots that we've done. So I just kept printing out my favorite pictures and I'm like, oh my God, this looks like I'm printing out like a montage of me and my girl. Like, <laughs> really did. Exactly. That is so funny. <laughs> That's anyway, hilarious. It is. And we've talked about too, in terms of like friendships and whatnot. So something that Julie and I always navigate is just like that boundary between like friendship and business and kind of being on on all those terms I feel like it's not an easy thing to um I think any sort of relationship in general and then when it comes to business like there are just so many different aspects of it but we would love to know what actually led you guys to starting business well back in college we were both the marketing majors so we were in pretty much all the same classes and I was on the cheer team she was on the dance team we were helping run the social medias for both of our teams. So we already had a knack for it. And then thankfully, but not so thankfully, COVID hit. So then people are scrambling to find jobs, taking kind of whatever they can get. And we're looking at it we're like, we don't want to do that. What is that? We, no, none of that. And so we're already helping out some businesses and like companies around the school with their social media. And we're sitting back and we're like, wait a minute. People, we could get paid to do this. Yeah. What are we doing? So I remember in the door, like in our apartment rooms, we're like, we just need one good idea. One idea. <laughs> we're going to work for ourselves. What are we going to do? And then Ritz was born. Yeah. It was crazy though, because during COVID, work from home, working remotely, working from yourself, I feel like was not as popular. So a blessing in disguise, that time apart away from school you know, with the rise of TikTok, with the rise of all these social media apps becoming more popular and businesses not knowing how to use them or hopping on them early kind of opened up that opportunity for us to do this, which was really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's so interesting how much the world has shifted like in that time and then post that time, because you're right, like so many things that didn't exist before exist now, like the jobs that people do, like now most of the people I know even if they're at bigger companies are you know remote or hybrid or whatever and it's just it's crazy how the world has changed and if you were able to find like that niche like you guys have found in the market when that opened up it's incredible and I mean it now it's so aspirational since it's like what what a few lucky people got to do now everyone's like well I want to do that how do I find my thing yeah definitely yeah I would never guess what if you asked me freshman year college, sophomore year, even junior year, what I'd be doing after college, I would have never said this, but everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And we love, we've, the piece of advice we get from a lot of our um, guests that are older is like, listen, when it's, coming to figure out what job you want to do. It's like, listen to what the universe is telling you. And like you guys said, it's like, okay, she was doing her social media for her team. I was doing mine for my team. You could, you could realize that you might already be doing the thing that you're possibly right. meant to do as a job. Yeah. Right. And it's definitely trusting your gut too, because all of our friends were going to the career fair. Like we still went, but then it just didn't feel right. Like they were going on interviews for these jobs they weren't excited about, like in a desk job or an insurance. Yeah. And they're like, eh, it's whatever, but it's a job. And like, that just didn't feel right to us. Even though it's the status quo, it's what everyone's doing. It doesn't always mean that that's what you have to do like you could always carve your own path that's kind yeah. of what we did at first I love and I think people are, are really scared of that too rightfully so in the sense of you hear a lot of 
like I think overnight success stories a lot of times because not everybody shares the nitty gritty of the in-between of the uncertainty of the doubt of the fear of the what if this doesn't work out and that's really scary like there's obviously a lot of pressure put on us to know what we want to do and taking a leap of faith especially when there's a lot of like financial concerns, whether you're trying to move out of your home or whatever it is, it's, there's a lot of concerns around that. So I think it's so cool to hear a story like you guys, even though we've just heard the the first little bit, because I think it gives people that courage and faith that it 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 can work out. It's just about taking those those right steps. And I think also in terms of just business in general, social media has become one of the most important things in telling your story and. I'll be very real and vulnerable in the sense of even for mine and Julia's social media, like we, the podcasting thing is our thing. Like we love the podcast. We could talk for hours. You could talk on all the topics, but when it comes to um, marketing, I personally struggle. It's not our strong suit. It's not, it's just, it's tough because there's so much, um, you have to obviously be consistent with it. And with me and Julia, we carve out like all the time to record and, and for all those things, but it can be tricky when it's like, oh shoot, like I have to actually carve time out to create content and produce. And now we're on the opposite sides of, of the United States. So our pictures are a little rough to get together, you know? So that's the biggest pain point we see in like all of our clients. It's like, they want to focus on their actual business. They want to focus mm-hmm. on being in the business, you know, marketing what they do best and then creating posts and doing all that is another full-time job. Yes. Like, a lot of the business owners don't want to have to wear all the hats. And that's kind of where we come in so that we, they can outsource it to someone to just take it off their hands and give them the presence that they want, that they just don't have the time to dedicate to. Uh, yes, totally. And before we get into like exactly what you guys do and the root of that, haha, root <laughs> I bet you get that all the time. I am curious, like, since you guys are so young and, you know, are not that far out of college, like what, what were some of like the steps? Because I think for a lot of young women do, that want to start their own business, but don't really know where to start. Like, what were the steps that you guys started at? Like right after college, if you could give us kind of like a mini version of how you got from where you started to where you are today. If a young woman was asking you like, okay, I want to start my own business. How did you start yours? Well, truthfully, it, it started before we graduated. It was, we were after practice in our rooms on our computer, watching as many educational videos, taking courses, like really trying to be a master at our craft. Like we figured out what we wanted to do. Didn't know. We didn't know everything. We knew some things but it was learning and we're still learning. We're every week dedicating a day to seeing what's new, what's trending, because this is a business that's always evolving. So annoyingly, yeah, annoyingly (laughs) so it is always changing. So I think the biggest thing was genuinely putting in the time and effort to learn from experts, get as much information and knowledge as you possibly can on your your topic and we heard a quote I think in the very beginning it was like launch fast and adjust later and Mm -hmm. we kind of just really lived by that like we became the expert your marketing majors like she said we did a bunch of social media marketing courses just for business so we felt like we had the best service we can offer but then we just launched and everything else we adjusted later like anything that came up that we needed to fix or like the LLC needs to be filed. Like we did all of the things that needed to be done and whatever needed to be adjusted that wasn't working, we adjusted along the way. Right, and people say all the time, you're not ready to feel ready. You're never gonna feel ready. You mm-hmm. know what you need to know. The rest that you don't know, you will figure it out when it needs to happen, go. So we did. Yeah, I love I it. That. 
that's a, such a similar motto to what we followed. We actually heard on a podcast with, um, I think the skinny confidential, at least where we heard it. And that was what we kept coming back to. Like, that's a big part of, um, I think the perfectionist aspect of things. It's like, Oh, well, if it's not perfect, I don't want to launch it. I don't want to be embarrassed and all that stuff. So, um, I love that. And we, we try to give our listeners the same advice and that's kind of, even when it comes to posting, I'm sure your clients say this, like sometimes with certain posts, it's like, Oh, but I want it to land a certain way. Oh, but I want it to like really reach our audience. Like I know for myself and Julia, um, a lot of the things we talk about, like we get really deep, we get really vulnerable. So it's like, we want to hit the right people, make it land the right way. And sometimes writing it out or putting it in a post, I'm like, is it going to hit the way that we intend for it? Yeah, for sure. Do you find, I'm curious that you have clients that are almost afraid, like I think on the business, like owner end of things, like are afraid to hand that role to someone. Not that there's anything wrong with you guys. You guys are fabulous, but in the sense of like, oh, will they be able to tell the story the way I, I want to find yeah. that? A hundred percent. I have a lot of clients that it's like, you know, their business is their babies. Cause mm -hmm. a lot of the business that we do work with are like startups or family companies, local places where it really means everything. And so, you know, understanding their brand voice, we do a really pretty extensive onboarding where we kind of get into their brain as best we can. Mm -hmm. What do you, what is your brand voice? What is your main message? What are your like main priorities on social media we really try our best with all of our clients because we are a more boutique small agency to like understand the business get in their head do it the best way that they would want it done um, just because it is so hard for so many people to hand it off because it's very important so yeah definitely. yeah yeah, Definitely. but like you said before, it's such it's another full time job to your full time 100%. job. So like I handing it off to someone that you obviously you need to trust who you're handing it off to. But like if you are the type of person who if your business is creative and you want to focus on that or it right. is something that literally takes up the whole day, like it's two right. it's two separate jobs. It is. It is. And it's it's just the way it's become just because in order to succeed on social media, you do have to have a really pretty extensive strategy. Mm -hmm. And it's not as easy as just throwing up a post and then leaving. Yep. So it's become, you know, a whole other category of work for right. a lot of business owners. And some yeah. clients, like they want to know every detail about it, which is totally fine because they want to learn just how we were talking about before. But other clients, they're like, take it, run with it, <laughs> give me some updates here and there. So it's like, it really right. depends on your client. But once you show them the value of it and if the people that need the explanation, you give it to them, they respect it. They see the value and they see the time that they're now gaining from not having to do it. Mm -hmm. you know, it all works itself out. Yeah. That, and that's a beautiful thing. Cause I think a lot of times we can feel like a couple of things, one, like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm failing or I'm not trying hard enough. If I'm not doing it. I know I personally, I'm being very, very real here. Um, but I, you're saying it's a full-time job. Like for me, Julia will be like, why are you, why are you posting our content in, in a nice way? She's like, why were you awake at three in the morning? And I'm like, this is <laughs> the like, only time I have. I can't do it during the day. Yeah. So I'm like, this is, this is it. So I'm like, I'll, I'll voice note her and be like, Hey, Joe, I'm going to post this right now. So, um, but I know for myself, I, I I feel like if I'm not doing this every single day, then it's almost reflecting that I don't care enough when that's obviously not the case. Yes, so I feel that people are able to, you know, trust and delegate in that sense because we can't do everything. And I think that's a lesson for all of us in our twenties that like, we have to outsource some things or else it's just going to cause burnout and disappointment. And it's also not going to get the results that you want, like leaving it to the experts. Right. So. And even we're learning that the hard way too. There's things in our business that we're doing that, you know, are more like mini school, like 
time consuming tasks mm-hmm. that we could easily outsource or yeah that and we're kind of in that stage right now where we're realizing that there's things that we are doing that we would be able to do so many other tasks if we freed up that time right yeah and being an entrepreneur in general you're like a control freak and you want mm-hmm. to be good at everything and yep. it, the fact that you're you're not supposed to be good at everything there are some things that you're like you take what you're good at and you run with it and the other things you can give somebody else that's good at that mm-hmm. yeah. delegating tasks that was a hard in the beginning because we want to do it all and be yeah. the best well, part of being in business but it is so that is such an important skill to learn because we can't do any all, everything there's right. only 24 hours in the day and I think it comes down to like, how are you using your time wisely? You know, if you guys are the masterminds of this business, but you're spending all day, you know, filling out checks or, you know, accounting, (laughs) like that's better off for an accountant. Right. Right. Exactly. But it's hard. It's hard to hand those things off. But so I want to get into the marketing stuff. You guys are called Roots Marketing Agency. What would you say if you could put like one big statement out there is like the root of good marketing? I would say being authentic in yeah, being authentic. The company, that's kind of when we named it Roots. It was in order to grow, you need to know your roots. You got to have a good foundation, know who you are, what your brand stands for, where your market is, who your target audience is, and then you can grow. If you're all over the place, you don't have anything together, you barely even know what your brand is at its core, there's only so much you can grow to because there's no direction. Right. We always say like the best brands are the ones who really know exactly who they are and who they want to be. They're real. They show you the ups, they show you the downs, like no one really likes a fake brand. And so like the business side of it, it's just being real. And that's the name roots. Honestly, we try to get the brands that we work with to really dive deep and figure out who they are. And then that better helps us market them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And it, it's definitely something that we, that we stand for too. It's, it's, it's been really cool to, to see that like something that we talk about a lot is the more like authentic that you show up. It's like the things that are scary to you that you're like nervous about sharing. That's the most amount of feedback that we get on like episodes, the most taboo topics all that stuff. So authenticity is huge for us too. But what would you say are some of the biggest tips? So for someone who just started their company, maybe they don't have like the funds to outsource something, um, but really just want to start growing organically. What would be your, your biggest tips if they're just marketing themselves? I would say consistency, kind of like what you said, don't get discouraged at first. Like even when we first start with clients, the consistency of the strategy, it takes time. Social media is not one of those things that really happens overnight unless you get lucky with one viral video. So consistency in your strategy, create a posting schedule. I know I'm going to post these days of the week and this is the kind of post we're going to do. Do the heavy lifting in the beginning and plan everything out like Monday this, Tuesday this. That way you're like on top of it and you're able to stay consistent and it's not overwhelming. Yeah, and I would say with that, a lot of people think, oh, you post on TikTok five times a day and this yeah. and that. It's not how many times you post. You could be posting twice a day or twice a week. As long as you're consistent, that's what's going to get you results 100%. Right. And if you have to compromise your content to reach a certain number of posts per week, then it's not worth it. It's not worth it because you're not going to be putting out content that one you like or two, mm. 
if you don't like it and if you don't resonate with your own content, then no one else really will. Mm -hmm. So creating content, one, that you are really passionate about is going to make it easier. And two, you don't want to be putting out anything that is just to hit a number of posts per week. You want to really like everything that you are posting. Oh, that's such a good tip. And I feel like you kind of answered it, but that was going to be my next question of like, what kind of social media content do you believe really helps businesses grow? And what do you see as just like fluff? Yeah, I mean, back to the authentic, people want to see like what you're really about, the highs, the lows, things of that sort. The fluff, I would say, is more of for aesthetics, if you put in like filler photos here and there. Mm. So for other purposes, like it's not necessarily to educate, promote, inspire somebody, but for someone that's going to come and doesn't follow you, come see your page, you want it to look aesthetically pleasing. It it's a nice show, then they're maybe going to follow you because they like what they see. It looks nice. It looks clean. You know what I mean? But the, definitely the best kind of content right now in today's like arena is just videos, like reels, TikToks. They're reaching the most people. It's expanding most audiences. Like you'll see on any analytics page that most of the viewers, the reach, the engaged is all coming from video content, reels, or TikToks. So like that's the place to be right now. Standalone photos and graphics just aren't performing as well just because of the algorithm. But so content wise and the types of posts, I would try to get on videos if you haven't already. The video content is just taking over. Yeah, it doesn't mean don't post static yeah. posts. And yeah. I think that's another thing you were, we were saying before. Don't get discouraged then when you go post a picture and it gets 10 likes when you <laughs> get 500. Like those are still important. People still want to go to see your page and yep. see that kind of information and content, but um, to reach a bigger audience, definitely videos. Yeah, that makes sense. And I and I love what you guys said before about posing content that you like because, like you were saying, it, the with the roots and the authenticity. Like if you don't even like the stuff you're putting right. out, what you know, you can't really expect people to engage in that. So I love that tip of like, okay plan and have the time to put out like 10 good videos, like 10 good videos right. consistently right. is better than like 20 of like, I just threw this together and I don't even really like it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that tip. Cause I feel like, like Brenda said, sometimes it can feel like, Oh, well, I just, I just have to post whatever it is. I just right. have to post, but it's kind of like quality over quantity right. and consistency is the right. kind of golden ticket. And it's weird because that's definitely the motto and the formula for Instagram. TikTok is the only platform that's a little bit different. Like TikTok mm. does reward quantity of posts over quality. Uh -huh. Because they're, a lot of the most viral videos you'll see, they're like, of nothing. have nothing, right. like no value to them. But that's okay because there's value in something else that's being yeah. brought to the table. Like whether it's the reach or the comedic relief, there's a value there underneath. So the TikTok algorithm is like the motto is, quantity over quality, whereas Instagram yeah. is quality over quantity. Very good to know. Yes. Yeah, that is, that is good to know. And it's, oh, it's so crazy because I'm like, wow, I feel like for pictures, you can save them and all this stuff. I guess you could do it for videos as well, but I just feel like videos feel more intimidating. I don't know about you, Ju, but they, oh, they feel like, like oh my God, a video feels so much more intimidating than just like a picture or something with some words on it. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. It took us a good minute to one, get on TikTok. We still did it a while, a long time ago, but that in itself, we made the account. We're like, okay, so we can go first. 
Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I thought you were into it. I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's so cute. <laughs> Even like when it still comes down to like making yeah. a talking video of us oh, sitting God. down, putting the phone up and talking about something. We have to really hype ourselves. <laughs> we like, we'll put it off for like days. And then that comes back to our thing I where we're like, totally why are we relate. putting right. content out that we don't enjoy really doing? You know, yeah. a little bit of balance there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to. Right. <laughs> especially when you're providing information it's like you want to get it out there yes say it sometimes I'll write it (laughs) right very much relate to that very very much to kind of switch it over a little bit so that we can talk about the mentors we spoke about your mentor and that she's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks but what do you feel are the biggest benefits of working with a mentor well, Gina herself, she is an incredible businesswoman, you know, leader, everything. She's like a full package and she is one of our clients. So that's kind of how we met her. She's also a longtime friend of my parents. So we help her with her business consulting business, Gina Poloni Group. So she kind of saw what we were doing and was like, I would love to help you guys. So just having a mentor with someone with years of experience under their belt. And like you said, we don't know what we know. Yeah. What was the thing that you said? I was like, you don't know what you don't know until someone tells you. Right. And that <laughs> is where Gina came into play. Like right. half the things she said, I'm like, I didn't know it existed. Right. I didn't know. I, what do you mean? Right. So like, what? Yeah. And she's like, what do you know? You need all these things. I'm like, see, now that's why we were confused. Yeah. And <laughs> see, like, there's so many pros of us, you know, jumping into something so exciting right out of college but we didn't really start at the bottom of a company like work our way through the ladder and someone with all that experience is so nice to have you know in our corner absolutely and when and I spoke to you know we talked about women working intergenerationally and that's what we try to do on this podcast like we're in our 20s the podcast is about learning about your 20s and we try to get women outside of their 20s on the show so that we can you know, kind of expedite this 20s process yeah. and like Seriously. Don't, don't make the same mistakes that they might have made or, forward. Right, <laughs> yeah. or like take the tips that they wish they knew in their 20s. That's yeah. always our last question to our guests that are outside of their 20s of what would you tell your 20 year old self? Um, so and, and there is so much benefit about working intergenerationally intergenerationally wow that's yeah. a hard word <laughs> that's a twister. That's a twister. but I feel like so many because social media has changed the way that our generation operates I think a lot of people feel like women or people older than them just like don't get it or like are out of the like the, what's cool but there is so much to learn from people that are older than us and what have you found to be like some of the biggest benefits of working with someone so closely that is from another generation I would just say like the skills and the experience that we didn't have is she's Mm. like forcing us to do them with guidance rather than like us just seeing something that we know is supposed to be done it's more hands-on like we've never done it before someone who's literally done all of these roles been in this position before as a business woman is helping us kind of execute on it, not just like tell us what to do. Because oftentimes me and Rachel will hear about something and we know we should do it, Mm -hmm. but then we'll be like, oh yeah, we should do that. And then we don't do it. Like Gina actually wrote out out an action plan for us with a task, Mm. a due date, who's going to do it. And it just keeps us liable. Yeah. And I would say, yes, social media is great and everything and it's our business, but that's social media in business are different things. So we're really good at the social media side and what we put out, we know all the things about, but 
the whole it's a business we didn't know half of it you know what I mean and she how to negotiate how to present yourself in front of other people how to systematize your action plans and all of these things there are so many things that she brought to the table through her experience that we would have never known love it that's so powerful it's it's crazy because I just feel like we've learned there are so many like quotes and whatnot that Julie and I go back and forth on where it's like we have over the past two years connected with so many incredible people and we'll talk about them like oh yeah that thing that like that Shanae said like as if we're like these best friends in the world (laughs) really is so impactful and it's we've learned so much and we're so lucky so I'm glad that you guys are able to share that experience because it's I think it can be tricky you guys obviously not stumbled upon I mean she was your client but you guys were able to create that connection but for someone who maybe wants a mentor and doesn't know where to find one doesn't know where to look or like maybe feels weird asking like where what are your tips on I guess making a connection I definitely would use your inner circle network like I feel like between cousins friends family friends you know there's someone in your circle that you know has the knowledge that you're looking for or even is open to conversation with you about anything just soaking up everything you can from your own personal network first we were lucky that Gina was in our personal network first, but I still think in the grand scheme of life, if you asked around enough, there would be someone willing to help you out, whether it's a coffee, a phone call, you know, setting up like a couple meetings with a person just to help you out with something, not being scared to ask for help, I think. Yeah, that's definitely huge. Now, if you are someone that is does not like to ask for help by any means, obviously do your research. If you're like going to pay somebody and actually go that route, 100% mm-hmm. do your research. There are a million people claiming that they can help you do this, that, and the other, see if they're the real deal. Yep. And if you don't have the funds, I just thought of this now, there are so many community Free. groups, like mm-hmm. Facebook groups for even social media, like any industry, there are so many people willing and able to give you free, good advice that is everywhere. You just have to go in and look for it. Facebook groups, easy. There's right. a million. I was going to say, even following social media accounts in your industry, in your niche, that someone's sharing a lot of that. Like our page, we share so many tips and tricks and stuff for other social media managers in our industry. Does that help us? No, but it like is something that we like. It's something relevant and it's what our audience likes. So there are a lot of free resources to use. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And it is so hard. It's it's hard to ask for help sometimes. I know that's something that I still struggle with. Like I'm going to be 27 next week and I like super struggle asking for help. And it's something that I have worked on and am working on. And the older that I get, the more I really do see how asking for help and using your network and connecting with people is so unbelievably beneficial. And I've also learned that people actually really like to be asked. Like you think you're annoying someone. Like I always am like, oh, I'm annoying them, like blah, blah. But people see it as a compliment when you come to someone and you do it the right way and you're respectful and you know, you have something to offer in return. Like people really do find it flattering when you're you know, asking for help. And it's just going about it in like a respectful way and not obviously like expecting someone to do something for you. Absolutely. But yeah, sharing that, like they've been an inspiration to you. So, you know, let's be flattered. They love to talk about themselves. People love to be flattered. It's so (laughs) true. I love the attention. (laughs) But it's funny because like you said, it's, we all know and have heard 
asking for help is nothing but beneficial, but for some reason, that is just a difficult task. I know. And even oh when you God. know it, like even when you know people usually right. like it and like people are usually willing to help, it's still hard. I don't yeah, know like how I know we get over that. Need, right. But when I ask them, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I know they have it, but I'm not going to ask. Like, we have to get an expert on the show about that because like, I don't know yet. I'll watch it. I'll share it everywhere. answer <laughs> about that. But we're going to find someone to we'll let us know how to get over that. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, but it, it, this question kind of belonged earlier in the show, but it, it just came to me since we were talking about marketing and I'm curious, like, and asking and reaching out, how did you guys like start finding your first clients when you first started? Well, like she said before, use your inner circle first, mm-hmm. your parents, mm-hmm. your friends, your cousins, know somebody, know somebody, know somebody that needs your help. And then again, if you don't like to ask for help from people, you know, then you go to the internet. So we were on Indeed and Upwork, like no other, submitting a million proposals a day, hearing back from maybe 10 of them a week from the hundred that we submitted. I was going to say that. Yeah. Like taking as many meetings as possible not hearing back from almost all of them. It's a numbers game. It's a lot in the beginning too. It is all a numbers game to, to figure out the more people you talk to, the more people that you get that are willing to, you know, onboard. And there is such a hump with social media, like a gap, like so many people know that they need to be on it. It's just overcoming that hurdle of, okay, now I'm ready to start. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we were facing a lot in the beginning, but we had to really kind of work with you know, whatever we could get. I mean, we were already kind of doing it before we launched our business. So we were lucky in the sense where we kind of had a portfolio of some businesses that we were already working with. But I would say that's the biggest thing is like, if you have to work for free for someone and manage their social media and do a fantastic job, just so that you could be like, here's what I did for this business. Now hire me. Because if you don't really have anything to show at first, it's kind of like that tricky slope where it's like, how do you get clients if they all want to see previous work? But if you don't have previous work. Yeah, to get ability. I'm so glad you guys just shared those few things because I think that that is really hard for a lot of people. It's like, okay, well, I have this great idea and I know what I want to do and I know it's specific, but like, how do I actually start finding people to buy my product, whatever that product might be, if it's yourself, if it's an agency, like whatever it is. And I just think that all those tips are so extremely helpful. So thank you for sharing them. And especially like the Indeed thing and like, just like you're going to put out a lot out there and you might not hear back all the time, but it is a numbers game. And like doing that is so beneficial. And then the last thing that you said about doing work for free, sometimes it's, you know, that can feel sucky, but it is so important. I was just having a conversation with someone, you know, in um, the entertainment industry and their advice to their um, interns and they're a very, very successful person. And their advice to their interns was do as many favors for as many people as you can. Mm -hmm. If someone asks you to do something, if you can do it, say yes, do your fucking best at it. And like, it will come back to you. And it, I am seeing that so much now. So like, yes, it sucks to work for free for sometimes, but like do those favors. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Good. I was gonna say, even our interns, the ones that go like above and beyond, they're like doing a task. We didn't necessarily ask them to do. They're like, Oh, by the way, I also did this and this and this. Like, those are the ones where we're like, 
wow, you guys are, you're standing out because you're doing the extra, right. you're putting in the work. It shows that you're passionate, hardworking, you're willing to do everything and you're creative and you're doing things right. that we need to think to ask you that are beneficial. Right. Yeah. There's so much to be said about people that go above and beyond care, like put all that stuff in. And that's, that's what lands when it comes to just in, in business in general, like who you may offer a full-time job to who you right. recommend to someone else. Like there, there have been so many instances, especially now that we've been like in the business world for a couple of years. Like there are so many connections that we've made even through this show of like, Oh, you need somebody to speak at this event. Talk to this person. Or right. we right. had the first episode, like there's been so many different ways in our personal lives, professional lives. Um, so it's definitely a huge thing. And I think on the other end of that also, which I'm sure maybe is something that Gina has helped you guys with, or something that we also were told by one of the guests we had last week, that like, there's also a point where you do build a lot of skills and you are worth something financially as well. So knowing where that line is between when you work for free and when oh, yeah. you are able to ask and negotiate for like something else, you know, over time as we gain that experience. And I think that that's a hard uh, conversation, especially, I don't want to generalize too much, but I think especially for women, um, Julia and I talk a lot about money in general and just like, you know, asking for raises, negotiations and on all those things in terms of our professional lives. And I think sometimes if something isn't your full-time job, but it's something you're super passionate about and maybe eventually want to make your full-time job, sometimes it's like, oh, well, you know, I love this thing. Should I, should this be something that I monetize too? Like there's a lot of back and forth in that. So yeah. we'll be the first to tell you, we had a lot of imposter syndrome, I think in the beginning. And like, we were, you know, it takes time, especially first year in business. We're like very early into year two of our business. But the first year, like everything kind of happened so quick, but we were still at a phase where we didn't really see our own value as much as we did. Right. If someone was like, oh, well, can you do that for like $400 package instead of the other price? Right. We were like, eh, sure. But like, it took us so long to get to a point where yeah. we like knew our value. Yeah, it's good. You're passionate about it. You're good at what you do. We do produce results. No, I'm not giving you for free when yep. I have, I mean, truthfully, that's taking its opportunity cost. I'm saying now no to somebody that would pay me double or triple what I would even give them in the first place because I'm doing you a favor because you don't see my value and worth. A hundred percent. Yep. We had such a hard time with that. I think even still, like now we're just like year two, like in the beginning, you're still new. So you're also like excited for anyone who wants right. to work with you. You're like eager. Right. Yes, yes, yes. But you also like have to come to a point where, you know, this is your business, it's your life. And if you are putting out a good service that you're confident in, and it did take us, I would say like a full year to be like, mm -hmm. we know our value. We've raised our prices so many times since right. the beginning. And that's a short amount of time, just a year. Like you guys yeah, are crushing right. it. Like pe people think like, oh, I have to have this right off the best. It sometimes it takes years to get to that. Yeah. Point. So, I mean, that's a, that's a feat. Yeah, we're definitely yeah. lucky with the pace that it did yeah. go at, but I did think it was it, like externally it was going like we got 20 clients we were like doing everything right. but it was more like internal in our brand we were like mm -hmm. we're doing all these things but we still didn't feel like right we're like we just started so we'll have to take this one for free and then we can take this one for maybe ten dollars and then <laughs> we're like wait yeah. a minute hold on it's been a whole year and we're good at this and we have the credibility we've done all the things we showed them that we can take it from here to here why why would it no yes a hundred percent. And what, what was like, 
what guys got you over that hurdle? Was it just like hyping each other up? Was it like looking at evidence? Like what, what do you feel like got you over that mental hurdle? Like our lowest package at first was $400 a month. And there was like a sweet spot with clients where it's like now our typical package is in like the average $1,000 like range. Mm -hmm. And it was just like knowing that we are providing a service that is well worth that for the entire month. Like we would look at our entire months of work after a couple months and being like, there is no reason why we should be accepting lower than that for the Mm -hmm. amount that we're putting in throughout this entire month just for this client. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just experience, like realizing the time it took, Yeah, you know, all that goes into it and just realizing that the price on it is worth it because it's a service. So it's kind of subjective in a way but it's also right there's a value there yeah we really do care about our clients so it's like in our minds yes it takes a lot of time effort to do the job itself but we do a lot to go the extra mile because we genuinely do take brands that we care about we want to see succeed we do all the things so it's like you get to be picky when you're you get to the you know point where you feel stable and we are picking brands that we are truly passionate about. So yeah, I love that. And what can, so if somebody were to want to work with you, what can they expect from that experience? What can they get out of that relationship or in terms of results? Pip yourself out guys. (laughs) Well, we really like to think of ourselves like when we work with a company, it's not like an outsource kind of thing. We don't like the relationship to be kind of closed off. Like we want the company to feel like, we're a part of their business. Like we are helping them with their business. Like we are almost feel as if we're an employee for their company, even though we're our own company, that's kind of really the energy and the communication line that we put out. It's like when you hire us, you're hiring us as like an employee of yours to do exactly what you want social media wise, marketing wise to kind of bring that to life. So it's right. We really do pride ourselves on our customer relationships. And then I would say, like she's saying, we're like, we try to get as embedded as we can with their brand, their vision. And as I was saying before, I've heard this quote from my dad a million times. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And the fact mm-hmm. that we we take, like I was saying, we take brands that we really care about and we want to see them succeed. We get the whole backstory. We know they're about, we know how they came to be. You know what I mean? So yeah, having the personal touch to it that we genuinely care about their business I think goes a long way because anyone can post the posts, make the graphics, do all the things that we do. A lot of people do them, but if they don't care about your business, you're not going to get great quality work. And then like on a service delivery level, I think one of our main strengths is creating, you know, very aesthetic branding. So a lot of the time they could be putting out good content. It's just not strategic or delivered in the right way. I think for most of our clients now what we put out we really try to make it look exactly how they want their visual representation of their brand online to be because for so many businesses, social media, their goal is like for restaurant, you look up the food, you want to go there. Right. So it's like, how can we make you look your best from an aesthetics and, you know, strategic standpoint? Love it. I love it so much. Uh, You guys have been so incredible. This has been so fun. I feel like we've gotten to a lot of different areas, but it was so, so beneficial. And I think any young woman, you know, trying to start a business or looking for tips and marketing is going to really benefit from hearing from you guys. So we just have two little last questions before we let you go. 
you can answer this um, separately. And we asked this to all of our guests who are in their 20s still. Um, has there been any resource? It could be a person, a podcast, a book, anything that has helped guide you through your 20s thus far? I mean, I would say my family. Like, I'm really close with my parents, both my mom, my dad, my older and my younger brother. So I think when anything comes my way and I don't know what to do or I just need a vent or I just need, like, whatever, it's usually my mom, my dad. My dad and mom are both entrepreneurs as well. So, like, especially with work and life, they both can help me and guide me with either of those phone calls where I'm like, what do I do if a client says this? Or if I'm just like, my boyfriend sucks. Like they, <laughs> they like could answer and help me in both ways. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough that my family has really been my guiding force throughout my twenties, I would say. Yeah. yeah, I would say I definitely rely on my parents. Love them. They give me good guidance, but as far as being a 20 something year old, trying to find my way through life. I never thought I would say it. If anyone knows me that's watching this, I don't read, absolutely not. But I picked up reading a year ago and I would say that has changed so much of my life. And listening to podcasts, never, my dad had been listening to self-help and improvement podcasts, reading books, and I wanted absolutely no part of it. I'm like addicted now. It's like someone has tapped into my brain. Like I think differently. I and less negative there's just so many things I feel like there's a plethora of them out there so it's yeah using my SAT words um she's reading now she's vocabulary she's a reader now (laughs) so my vocabulary has really up its game extensive I would say yeah that's that's truly like in terms of our podcast and whatnot listening to stuff that's inspiring it's expansive it's educational, um, all, all that stuff, it, exp- it expands the way that you think so much. Me and Julia used to like think we were going to hang out, watch a movie, go for a walk. We would end up having the deepest of conversations all based on a podcast that we listened to. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's crazy. So all such great recommendations, um, but seriously, you guys have been incredible. So our last question for you is where can people find you if they want to work with you, if they want to see what you're all about, all that. All right. Well, we have our Instagram is Roots Marketing Agency. We're really active on TikTok as well, Roots Marketing Agency. And then our website is also rootsmarketingagency.com. So those are probably the best ways to find us. Our email and everything is right on our website. If you want to contact us or DM us, we always look at our Instagram DMs. Yes. Um, Yeah, those are probably the best two ways. Amazing. Thank you guys so much. This has been so fun. Yes. yes thank so you. Fun. I, I feel this. like we just had like a date. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're getting great reviews. Can we go call our friends after this? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Yeah, bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Roaring 20s Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20s Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.